Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. New York's fan, Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan, WFAN, New York. 1031 here on this Monday evening. It's JJ, Jansi Stremski. We're right here on the fan. We're going to welcome in one of my favorites in sports media. He's got a new gig. He's got a new podcast on John Boy Media. You saw him throughout the football season on the NFL Network. He's always bringing a little flair, a little twang. My main man, Chris Rose. What's happening, Chris? Congratulations, man. How you doing? Thanks. Chris, we got you. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Oh, there we go. I didn't hear you there for a hot second. Sorry, I had to give you the uh, full start hello. I know you didn't want to hear my uh, my introduction no, 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 twice. We don't want to do that now. Come on. No, no, no. That's all good. I, I enjoyed it, actually. It was great. I mean, yeah. It was, it was, it was, I'd give it a B plus, A minus. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Good enough. But uh, listen, dude, congratulations. So you're taking your talents to the uh, podcast world. What do you have in store for the Chris Rose rotation that we can check out on John Boy Media? Yeah, so it actually starts up next week, although we taped our first episode today. And the thing that kind of separates it from other baseball podcasts is that it's not just like media member interviewing active player or former player interviewing active player. It is a a group of rotating active players that will be my co-hosts for the entire show. So they're not just dropping in as guests. Uh, like like I said, we take the first one today with uh, new Mets reliever Trevor May. He's got a great personality. You guys are going to love him up there. I mean, he's funny. He's smart. He's got a lot going on off the field. Oh, and yeah, he throws 97, which which ain't bad either. So, um, you know, I think the next show we've got Stephen Brawl to the Pirates. We've got Tyler Glass now of the Rays. We've got Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. Miguel Rojas of the Marlins and Archie Bradley of the Phillies. So every show, you're getting a different guy that's popping in. And so he'll return three weeks from now. And then we'll also be bringing in other active players to interview. So you don't get a lot of that active player with active player dynamic on a lot of shows. Uh, that's going to happen here. 
And so it's going to be a good time. We're going to get to delve into a lot of things I couldn't get into when I was working over at MLB Network. So um, you're going to hear it right from the guys who, who are out there, you know, doing the baseball grind every day. Well, dude, I'm fired up about it. I think it's a great project for you. And I think it's going to be great to see, Chris, the idea of these players, let it all hang out. I mean, yeah. their dynamic in dealing with the media obviously has changed so much. We've seen that throughout COVID. But I think getting these guys in far more of a comfortable, unfiltered type of way, I think it's the way they want to kind of shoot the breeze, you know? Totally, totally. And they get it. You know, you can see it more and more with their own social media uh, channels. But, you know, I think this kind of gives it a little more direction um, instead of just turn on the camera or the microphone and going. We, you know, there's a bunch of different topics that we're hitting. We had some great stuff with him and, you know, he spent the last six years uh, in the Minnesota Twins organization. So what the heck is it like when you're walking into a brand-new clubhouse for the first time? He actually described an amazing setting, you know, trying to get new, you know, introduced to new teammates during COVID. I mean, they're, they're wearing masks, so it's like they almost need name tags on their shirts walking around the clubhouse when they first get there. Um, you know, some great stuff about how close the Mets were to getting Trevor Bauer. You know, he and Bauer spoke several times in the offseason about things, so he'll fill you in on that. Uh, he's a big gamer guy, so he's always taken on some of the best in, in baseball and just gamers in general. He's kind of really adopted that world. Um, like I said, he's a fascinating dude, so uh, I, I can't wait to get going with it, and we did, and it'll be released next week. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Now, we spent a lot of time, Chris, and I'm sure you're aware of this, Anytime somebody comes to New York for the first time, especially with baseball players and pitchers, do they have the right makeup? Do they have the mm -hmm. right mentality to be able to handle the pressure cooker that is New York? Now, you've spent you know, an hour now with Trevor May, however long the podcast may be. Uh, your general sense, Trevor May have the right makeup to handle New York? So it's interesting. We talked about that because even though he was drafted by the Phillies, he made his major league debut with the twins and was there for six years. And they had a lot of success, right? In the American league central. And I said, Trevor, it's different. Minneapolis is a great city. They're very welcoming. Like even when you suck in the playoffs and you lose to the Yankees, every time out, they're going to go, Hey, it was a nice try. You know, you guys gave it your best. And I said, in New York, they don't have time for that. He's like, exactly. And that's what I can't wait for. He goes, at some point, inevitably, he goes, unless I just have the most amazing year of any reliever ever, I'm going to give it up. And so the question is, how do I rebound and how do I handle it? Like, at the end of the day, you have to say, yeah, I suck today and I wasn't good enough. I mean, what can people say when you say that, right? I mean, all they can say is, yeah, you you suck. Like you can't you keep yelling louder. It's not going to change the fact. It's when guys start pushing back and looking for excuses that, in my opinion, will send you into the meat grinder in places like New York, Boston, Philly, Chicago at times. You know, that's that's the mistake that is made. But when you take ownership, as long as you're not sucking three out of every five times you pitch, then I think they'll, they'll cut you some slack. I think that's totally fair. 
And I think the perfect guy to look at is Greg Bird on the negative side of things. Greg Bird was a mm-hmm. guy, he's sticking up the joint, Chris, and he's saying he's going to have 10,000 more bats in New York City. That is not going to go over well no. with a whole lot of New York Yankee fans when you're hitting 185 and you can't stay on the field. So, yeah, you have a sense of accountability. You're going to be A-OK. Now, around baseball, were you stunned with the Tatis contract? I thought it was brilliant from a Padres standpoint. Absolutely brilliant. I think he's one of the five best players in baseball. I think he will be. I have no problem having him under contract for the next 14 years. I'm a win-now team. I'm rewarding my dude. I'm A-OK with it. Did you feel the same way? Not only am I okay with it, I'll be shocked if he doesn't outperform the deal. That's how much confidence I have in this kid. Now, could he end up being a guy that only plays 110 games a year? Sure, he could. He had a couple of bumps and bruises his first year that limited him in 2019. But I think he's so special. Um, and his marketability, particularly in this sport, is off the charts. And to me, the big question is, when you sign somebody to a mega contract like that, does it prevent you from operating business the way you want to do it on a daily basis. And obviously the way the Padres have gone in, you know, three of the last four years, right? It's Hosmer for 144, Machado for 300. Then they pull all these deals, you know, for Clevenger and Darvish and Snell, and they'll add a Tommy Pham here and there. And then they pull the trigger on a Tatis Jr. extension. You know, some people say, well, at some point the bills are coming due. Well, not necessarily, because if ownership says, screw it, I don't care. I'm going to keep writing the checks. Then what does it matter anyway? Right? It's not like it's the NFL salary cap here that we're dealing with, that the more you pay Fernando Tatis, the less you're going to be able to pay your first baseman. You can pay both if you want to. So it's as long as ownership is okay with it, then why shouldn't you be as a fan? Chris, from a New York Yankees standpoint, it's amazing. You know, the last four or five years, team's been really good. Last year, not so much because they were a little over 500, 60-game season, okay, whatever. Uh, but they fall short in the postseason. And it's been a common theme with this group. They're winning in the regular season. They're hitting home runs in the regular season. They're falling short against the elite pitching. The Rays shut them down last year. year before, it was Verlander and Garrett Cole. And I look up and down the American League and I say, you know, on paper, the Yankees should be the team to beat again. I'm trying to figure out who that big threat to them is going to be. Last year, I remember I had you on. You were all over the Tampa Bay Rays. I give you credit for that. They ended up going to the World Series. Who is the team that's going to be the thorn in the Yankee side that I'm going to be sick and tired of seeing uh, game in and game out throughout this year? I like the White Sox a lot. I do too. I do too. I really do. I think that they... You know, I like the addition of Lance Lynn. Uh, I'm a big Liam Hendricks fan. I know that at any point in a bullpen, the wheels can come off, so I get that. But to me, I think the fascinating point question with the Yankees will be is how many of their starting pitchers will be healthy going into October? You know, I mean, they can kind of pace themselves with Tyone and, and Kluber at this point, uh, and then they'll add Severino back into the mix. But how many of those guys are going to be crescendoing when they hit money time? And if not, are they willing to pull the trigger on a deal where somebody can go behind Garrett Cole and feel great about it? I, 
you know, to me, that's really, that's the big question. And that's it, right? I mean, with the expanded playoffs, who cares if you're first or second or fourth or whatever, you know, you're going to have to beat some good teams at some point anyway. So that's, to me, the biggest question about the Yankees is when they get to, to that time, who's in that rotation? Because other than Garrett Cole, I, I don't know who it's going to be. I'm right there with you, and I'm intrigued by Kluber. And I know Chris, you know, Cleveland Indian background. You saw him at his peak. You saw him when he was the Cy Young Award winner. You think that version of Corey Kluber still there? I am worried. He, I'm more worried about him than Tyler. Um, just because he had injuries in, in 2019 and 2020, and now you're talking about a guy who's well north of 30. And... I'm rooting for him. I mean, I loved what he brought to Cleveland. I mean, he changed the entire mentality of that staff when he, you know, turned into Klubot and became a two-time Young Award winner. So I, I just, I don't know if he still has that in him, but uh, they're going to be so smart with him and watch his innings. And that's what eventually happened. That's kind of what did him in in Cleveland a couple times. They rode that horse so hard that it, at one point, he just he didn't have it anymore, right? I mean, Didi Gregorius kept taking him deep every time. I felt I felt like there were eight Didis in the lineup, you know, in the playoffs. So uh, I'm rooting for him, but I would be cautiously optimistic with him. Chris Rose, John Boy Media's got a new podcasts, a couple new podcasts you want to check out, and of course, spend a whole lot of time at the NFL Network. Chris, what do you enjoy doing more? And I know it's a loaded question because I love both. It depends on the season, quite frankly. But do you find yourself more of a baseball guy or more of a football guy? I mean, I'm not really it, – it, it sounds like a cop-out, but, I, I mean, I am constantly reading and watching both. I just – I love it. It just uses, you know, different parts of my brain. The podcast is, world is something I haven't really broken into very much. Um Millar and I did it for a little while, but we didn't get much support at the network for it. And uh, so that's why I'm excited about going to a place like John Boy, who obviously got on the map with his great breakdowns. But kind of what he's created is this mini baseball empire that I just feel like is ready to explode. So I'm super excited for that. Of course, there's not a whole lot that can top being able to sit on the desk right after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl and you're talking to Gronk and Mike Evans and Shaq Barrett and all those guys right afterward. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you want those sort of moments. So there, I kind of got some pretty, listen, I'm not going to complain. I, I just done some pretty solid work. You ain't kidding, Very bro. How crazy is it, Chris, on a Sunday when you're getting ready to do that show? I mean, throughout the regular season, especially when you got game after game after game. Yeah. Is it like, uh, do you guys have like uh, 10 screens going? Do you guys have like two games, the big ones on and the red zone going? And then you guys are getting your all, all the scripting and all the film work and all the B-roll. Like, talk me through what like a normal regular season Sunday is like for Chris Rose. All right. So obviously it was a little different this year because of COVID. But down at the NFL Network, we usually are packed in this theater room. So there's 20 or 25 seats and we're new, moving to a new facility right there at SoFi where the Rams and Chargers play. So I heard that the new theater setup is is going to be awesome. Like nice. a bunch of us are going to want to move in and just 
say see it to our families and just live there during <laughs> which actually is i'm looking at my wife i don't think she has a problem with at this point uh, i get that i get that look all the time that makes two of us yeah but so we we get in there and the great thing about living on the west coast is early kicks at 10 a.m right on sundays so you're in your seat you're watching all the early games and then after that, things start to get a little busy because my first show is at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific with game day highlights. So the second set of games, I'm usually watching the first quarter, then I'm getting to work. Like I watch all the highlights that get cut of the early games. There's no, no scripts to write. Like once they turn on the camera, you just roll and you just start talking. And you get these things called shot sheets, which are basically like a little play-by-play of of what transpires. I mean, all the kids are working hard in the back and the editors putting this thing together. So it's really, really, you know, it, it is a ton of fun. Like I'll give you a quick example. What was it? Week eight or nine when we had the Hale Murray. And that literally happened about two minutes before we were going on the air. And, you know, we were all discussing, okay, cause they got to cut the highlight because it might not be ready right at the top of the show. We had to do one highlight, and then they were like, okay, here come the uh, here comes the Bills Cardinals. And so you might not have seen most of the second half of that game. You obviously know how it ended, but you're seeing the highlights just like the people at home for the first time. And that's the challenge, and that's the fun of this job. That's what really kind of gets your adrenaline pumping. Well, Chris, you killed it throughout the regular season, man. You do every Sunday. I watch – after I'm watching 11 hours of football, you're my go-to. I can't wait to check out these podcasts, man. I'm pumped for you. I know you're going to kill it. I think it's going to provide some great insight for a whole lot of baseball fans. You know, you got a bunch here in the Tri-State area. And listen, oh, yeah. you sitting down with Trevor May, and it's going to be music to the ISMF fans out there. So I'm looking forward to it, bro. Keep killing it, man, and don't be a stranger, okay? You got it, JJ. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Everybody stay healthy and safe up there, all right? They got it. That's a great Chris Rose, John Boy Media, NFL Network's got some great podcasts cooking for the start of the Major League season. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.